0: Fuck shit and fucking shit, fuck.
1: Um, <laughs> welcome to Jard. Hello <laughs> everyone and welcome back to Jard. <laughs> wow.
2: <laughs> happy Halloween. Oh my flies open.
0: Halloween. Oh my flies <laughs> open. Sorry.
2: Happy Halloween, Ryan's flies open. Happy, happy Halloween,
0: everybody. I'm gonna sit with my, everyone. Yeah, I'm gonna sit with my dick out and scale. <laughs>
2: Great. Please don't. Oh, what a fucking <laughs> um, intro. <laughs> oh. I want to say that <coughs> this Halloween has been exponentially better in than last Halloween in terms of, like, our trick-or-treaters. I don't know. I guess it was, like, a COVID thing last year. Like, Mm-mm. I pre-made a hundred bags of candy because I knew people were probably going to be weird about, like, diving into a you know, thing of candy, yep. like that everyone else's hands have been in. Yep. So I made a hundred little bags with assorted candies. I'm like, yes, finally, our first year in a neighborhood, we're going to have trick-or-treaters because we lived out in the middle of nowhere before and never had trick-or-treaters. And then like 12 people, well, I'm not going to say 12 people showed up, 12 bags got taken, but I had repeat customers, like people mm-hmm. who passed by in the beginning and then came back as they were heading back out. Mm. So, not that many trick-or-treaters last year, but we got swarmed this year, and that was great. I went as Michael Myers, as you guys know, and I told you in the group chat, but I'll tell our listeners, I did have a very (laughs) memorable little girl. She was dressed up as a little angel. She was absolutely adorable. She came up and so confidently, with her entire chest, said, Happy Halloween, Michael Jackson! (laughs) And I was... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and her mom was like that's not michael jackson <laughs> i'm like well you're half right it's okay it's no was big deal
1: yeah half yeah maybe maybe someone said to her that's michael when she might have asked maybe that? yeah, yeah. they said that's michael
2: <laughs> but like i think my favorite part of the night it was not necessarily the trick-or-treaters but the neighbors two doors down from us like they were also sitting in their driveways but they had like Halloween music playing like really loud and at one point they played the Halloween theme song like the original one and I was like Charles should I walk down there should I walk down there right now and he was like yeah do it I'm like okay (laughs) so I like I had my mask on and off because it gets hot in that motherfucker put my mask on grab my knife and I'm like cool and then I show up and I think I made their entire fucking night they were like (laughs) Oh shit! Oh shit! This one's just for you. I'm like, yeah, yeah, hey, it's me, guys. It's me, guys. And um, it was funny because I got back and Charles was like, your walk, and I'm like, what? Apparently, my natural gait is just mean and uh, intimidating. Like the way I was walking as Michael, but I was I felt like I was walking normally, but apparently my walk really sold it for Charles. And then I went to our neighbor's house because I saw the garage door was open. And he was like, I just saw you walk by to go to the other neighbor and that walk, (laughs) (laughs) you have that down pat. I was like, that's just my regular. So long story short, today I learned my natural gait is Michael myers S. Yep. (laughs) Great. So... That was amazing. I told Charles, I was like, I'm so envious of those neighbors down the street. What I wouldn't give to be in their shoes, just be playing Halloween music, give not candy to trick-or-treaters. You know, the Halloween theme comes on, and then who fucking turns up? <laughs> Michael.
0: <laughs> that would be pretty good, not going to lie. Mm.
2: Oh, man. Did you guys do trick-or-treating tonight, Ryan? Or you guys don't do trick-or-treating? We,
0: we do it tomorrow night because, obviously... Actually, on the 31st is when our neighbourhood does it.
2: But what about little light kitties who have to go to school?
0: They do it really early. There's like a set time in the village where, where they all go out and do it. And obviously, because the clocks go back tonight, um, obviously, it will be darker when they start going out anyway. So we get a few, <laughs> but we don't participate in it anyway. We haven't done for years now. We used to, when I was much younger... Um, Then you just got to the stage where we just, we stopped doing Halloween parties. We stopped doing trick-or-treating. We just, we just don't bother now. Just don't.
2: So, like, your nephew and all them? Oh, so my niece
0: and nephew, they'll be popping down, like, to do trick-or-treating. Like, they'll be coming down and obviously we'll give them a, a few bits, but the the rest of the neighborhood and whatever we just we just don't we have we have the lights off and we just don't want to be we just don't want to be disturbed.
2: <laughs> I love it. Maybe I'll get tired of it in a few years, but like having lived out in the middle of nowhere for so long yeah. and never having trick or treaters, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. The kids are so cute. The thing is, this- there was this one little girl, one of our first trick or treaters that showed up tonight. She, I don't even remember what she was dressed as. I just remember her hair. She was probably like less than 2 years old and she had the curliest blonde hair like it was adorable. I was like, "Oh my god, Charles, did you see that little girl's hair? She was so cute." I love the little kids. Don't want any, but I love the little
0: kids. <laughs> I think as well the difference is, is Halloween's it's it's very much an American thing as well, obviously. You guys love it, you know I mean, let, let's face it America. I
2: didn't know that until I met you guys
0: yeah I mean let's face it Americans always do everything extra not in a bad way you just you just do um, yeah we just don't we just don't over the side of the pond yeah
1: there there are people in Australia that do it yeah like I don't know why I've lived in this house for near 25 years and once I had some trick or treaters walk really? up. Wow! I had what? Nothing. And you out live the front like showing. you live
2: like in town, right? Like I've Google Earth yeah. at your house before. You live like in town. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't and, sound creepy. It's fine.
1: <laughs> and I just said sorry, kids. I don't have any candy for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <Sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> but I had like there was no decorations out or anything like that. Yeah. And, um, so it was, it was weird, but that was the one and only time that it happened. I mean, we have but the occasionally. Wow. They, occasionally there's you see a few kids yeah. moving around. I mean,
0: we'll see them around tomorrow, and we have it's sort of like the general consensus here. This might be the same for you two. I don't know, but if there's no decorations on the house, you don't go knocking on the door.
2: No, it's uh, porch lights here. If if the porch light is off, they're not giving out candy. If it's on, then it's fair game. Which I told Charles, well, me and Charles discussed it. I think he brought it up initially, but (laughs) both times we've had Halloween here, our street just, it does not do any justice to the trick-or-treaters because like not it's few and far between the houses on our actual street that decorate for Halloween let yeah. alone have their porch lights on right. so it essentially makes our street look like pretty much a dead street for trick-or-treaters
0: right
2: so uh, and also we're we're kind of closer to the back of the neighborhood so i'm assuming like the front streets probably get a lot more halloween action mm-hmm. than we do on the back side neighborhood and then add into or add on the fact that it literally looks like our street is just dark. Mm. Like I don't think that helped the process last year no. either. But I told Charles, I was like, I York. next year, like we gotta do it up. Like I want this shit visible from Google Earth. <laughs> like I want this shit to be <laughs> popping, like bright as fuck. I love Halloween.
1: Well, see, most of the time when here. It's still daylight when they're doing the trick-or-treating, so. True. True.
2: Ours is from 6 to 8, so it was like, it was still light out when they started, but it's dark now, and it's 8 o'clock, so. Yeah. I had a couple of kids who were scared of me. That was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if they know if they they probably didn't know who I was, but it was still like without even knowing who that is, I think it'd probably be scary.
0: Yeah, if you didn't if you didn't know the concept of Michael, uh, then yeah, it would scare the shit out of you.
2: (laughs) There was one little dude. He just I think just carrying that right at the driveway. (laughs) Yeah. Well. I was just sitting there. I didn't even – half the time I picked up my knife, half the time I didn't. But there was this one little dude. He just rocked right up the driveway to get some candy. And it was like he didn't He didn't process until he got close that I was like – I looked like that because he walked up so confidently. And then he got about three feet away from me and he just stopped.
0: <laughs> and he was
2: like, uh – I was like, here, have some candy. Take whatever you want. I don't care. And he's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. I mean, were you sat
0: still as he was walking up to you? Like, did he not process that you were actually real?
2: (laughs) I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Except in the- I didn't know that that one little girl, the Michael Jackson girl, she came back by on her way out and her mom came up to get some candy on the second run. And I was like, take as much as you want. And she was like, oh, you're a girl. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, she was like, oh, OK, cool, cool. Well, you your costume looks great. But, you know, you see Michael Myers and you kind of think, you know, it's, you know, a guy. <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> It's just me.
0: Oh, I was lazy this year. <laughs> that was brilliant.
2: So. Oh, damn. We didn't even mention the fact that we're Amberless. It's like, it's natural now.
0: Say two in a row. It's yeah.
2: We're 11 minutes in. And I know, we, haven't, this is we just, haven't even. Guess what guys? Amber's not here. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she better be next week. Wow. Cause she's rounding this off. Yeah. <laughs> I,
2: I just I just realized this is how it originally was. Well, not originally, but for a little but bit, this, a, is, this is how it was. Yeah,
0: for a while it was just as three. This is bizarre.
2: This is like back to the beginning, back to square one. This is the prequel.
1: <laughs> Gone full circle. <laughs> <sighs>
2: um.
1: Well, I mean, that first the first season was so up and down with who was available uh, it was the times. Yeah. We didn't
0: have a pilot episode, we had a pilot season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I was I was thinking I think it was yesterday when the Tiger King 2 trailer came out. Oh God. Yeah. I was like Jesus. I'm like the first one came out when we were still in season 1. Really? Like, toward the end of season one, because...
0: I thought it was start of season two. I thought it was, like, early season,
2: or, I mean, sorry, late season one, early season two. Yeah. But I was like, has it been that
0: long? Um,
2: Like, not for Tiger King, but for for us. I mean, it kind of, like, put things, like, into perspective for me. I'm like... Well, we are... Jesus.
0: I mean, yeah, we're two years old now, right? Like
2: over, just, just over just over
0: Jarden itself. Like us, a lot longer, but Jarden itself. Fuck. Well, just goes by.
2: I mean, I'm still waiting to get paid. I mean, like, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah. Um.
2: Actually, you know what? Hold up. Let's oh,
0: she's, see. She's she's doing her digging. She's doing her research.
2: I am. I am one. two. So it was early season 2 that we yeah. had that episode.
0: Yeah, cuz wasn't it uh, called t- I thought
2: it was like le- I thought it was like last of season one, did I not I wasn't far off last of season 1, but
0: Cuz what what was um, cuz we didn't we call an episode like Tiger King or something.
2: Yeah, it was Tiger's Meth and Marilyn. That's and it, o. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that was one of the episodes the earliest episodes that maybe Amber was on cuz She and I were talking about it with you guys, like trying to explain it to you guys. That's right,
1: yeah. That's right. Well, if Marilyn Monroe was in there, Amber was in there.
2: Yeah, Amber was there.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, I don't know where the meth came from, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that was with. The I don't
2: even want to go back. <laughs> I not <can't> remember. <laughs> probably, probably.
0: I mean, I. I don't
2: even want to go back and listen to. I was gonna say, I'll
0: be the first to say it. Once I finished editing an episode and it's gone live, I won't listen to it again. <laughs> so I can't even remember on. I remember. like listening
2: to our like our more recent episodes, but the first season and into season two were so
0: yeah unguided that it's like yeah i don't i don't i I, I feel
2: like only only us or people who know us personally would enjoy listening to those because it's like
0: yeah i think any new listeners or new subscribers from today or at least season three onwards if you haven't gone back and listened to season one and two don't (laughs) like season one definitely that's what i tell people season one that's what
2: i tell people who ask about the show i'm like it's about right at present it's about unsolved mysteries but we've done urban legends and conspiracy theories and like the first season and into season two were a bit of a variety show uh was not great at the time so please do not listen to that
0: yeah like season two has its has its comedy value to it and they're probably a good listen if you want to see the difference between us being serious from season three onwards, to the dicking around in season two. But season one, just it's a complete write off. Just it's there if you get really fucking yeah. bored, but no one's that bored.
2: <laughs> the first two seasons are basically two seasons of bonus episodes. Pretty basically. much,
0: yeah. Free bonus poor content.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 I had something else I was going to mention, but I don't remember what it was. So this is episode 11.
0: 11. (laughs) 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 Yeah, Jess, episode 11. (laughs) Look, and then... Yeah, next week. So we're on finale, and then we 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 wrap. We're wrapping it up until whenever we said we were going to do season six. I don't know, but yeah.
2: Fuck! Christmas is coming up. That means I gotta buy stuff for you guys again already. Jesus Christ! I've
0: already started. Yeah. I don't. I'm,
2: I don't know where to start. to
0: start. <laughs> just off screen in the darkness here. There's two boxes next to my house plants already. Uh, one's for Dougie, and then the other is for both Jess and Amber. And they're, yeah, they're both getting bits in already.
2: Oh, my God. Remember last year when we went drunk Wish shopping? Let's not. Multiple times. Let's not do it. Multiple times. Let's
0: not do that again. Not just once.
2: (laughs) Not just once. I know. It happened a couple of times. It did happen
0: a couple of times. Once we recorded and the other we did just on a video call when we were, well, both times we were hammered. Well, Dougie
2: I still drunk. have one of the things that I bought Dougie that got it. here too late. Actually, <laughs> I still have something for Dougie and something for you that I ordered during drunk wish shopping that got here too late for me. Like it, they came in after I'd already shipped my packages off. So. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I think I'm getting sick and I'm mad about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, why don't we move on from the topic of Christmas because we're not there yet. And uh, hand over to. Yeah, we're
2: only a month away. Let's go.
0: Oh, God. Hand over to our resident, Aussie. Who's that? Some zombie. What have you got some for Some Kaba.
2: Am I allowed to say that?
1: What? Some Kaba? Are you allowed to say Cobber? Yeah. Yeah. Is that
2: like a slur or is that just like an insult?
1: No. There no. you going, Cobber? It, and it's I think you're ne- talking neither. shit to him. It's just like, no. <laughs> 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 just because I always talk shit to Abdi anyway, <laughs> Oh, no, okay. no, it's it's just like saying mate. <laughs> or pow, something okay. like that. It's not an insult. Um, okay. So this one I'm gonna apologize up front. I suck at doing this sort of crap. I hated it in school. So <laughs> Me too, Doggy, me too. <laughs> I'm going to do my best on this one, but I'm not going to make any assumptions or anything like that. Ooh. I'm just going to list all the facts and everything and people can make their own mind up. Okay. It is a weird one. This one was actually requested by one of Ryan's friends or acquaintances. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, a friend of mine,
1: yep. This is the Bain family murder in New Zealand, so... Our, my brothers and sisters over over the way All right and um, yeah so basically on the morning of the 20th of June 1994 five members of the Bain family were shot dead four days after the murders David Ooh. Bain the eldest son was charged with the murder of the family oh Um, So the family that were killed, the members that were murdered were Robin Bain, the father, um, (laughs) his wife Margaret, daughters. I apologise, I'm going to get these names wrong, but Arawa, she was 19, Laniette, 18, and son Stephen, 14. So David was 22. Yay. They're from this is a big case in New Zealand. Apparently is well-known there. I'd never heard of it. They're from Dunedin in New Zealand. Um, I believe that's how that's pronounced. Um, yeah, so what makes this unsolved was the fact that David Bain was charged for the murder and went to jail but then was um, acquitted and released. Oh. Because of other evidence. Oh. Now, with a lot of the stuff that's in this case, some points to David, but other parts point to the father as a murder-suicide. Okay. There's... There is actually a podcast, which I haven't listened to, um, about this called Black Hands. And I, there's supposedly a movie as well. I don't know if, if it's out yet or not, um, but there was a movie being made about it as well. Right. Um, so, where did is? I'm just going to briefly go through... David's side of things. Okay. Um, so basically, Margaret Bain, Robin Bain, their three children were found dead in their house in Dunedin, New Zealand. They been all been shot at close range with a rifle. The father was found lying on the floor in the living room, rifle at his side, with a note written on the computer reading, sorry, you were the only one who deserved to stay referring to David who um, who was out delivering newspapers the morning of the killings. So he got home and rang emergency services at nine past seven in the morning and um, screaming they're all dead and whatnot. Upon judging, when the police arrived, upon judging the scene, they believed it was a murder-suicide. But one thing that the police couldn't understand was David could not account for 20 to 25 minutes of time between his coming home and discovering the bodies and calling emergency services. Um, He could also not account for fresh injuries on his hands and face so he was hence charged.
2: Um, oh, come on.
1: Know. So I'm just going to read. <coughs> oh, my sources are Wikipedia. Uh, counter spin. Dot co. New Zealand, NZ, uh, Murderpedia.org, Medium.com, which is an interesting one, and Stuff.co.nz. So I'm just going to read the prosecution theory mm-hmm. and then the alternative theory to start with. So, this uh, quoted from crime.co.nz. So, David David wakes around five a.m. Does his normal routine. Yeah, sorry, that is not his room. Gets dressed, goes to his wardrobe, pulls out his twenty-two rifle, unlocks a trigger guard, attaches a silencer, and loads a ten-round magazine takes a pair of white gloves from a drawer and puts them on. He wears a pair of his mother's glasses because his are being repaired. Goes to his sister Leniette's room where he shoots her twice in the head as she lies sleeping. Goes to his mother's room and shoots her in the forehead. In the room of his mother, he finds the room off his mother's. He finds Stephen asleep, puts a rifle to his head, But Stephen wakes and pushes it away as it goes off. There is a struggle with Stephen bleeding from the scalp wound as he fights for his life. David twists Stephen's T-shirt to strangle him and he lies on the floor gasping. David finishes him off with a bullet to the head. During the struggle, David's glasses have fallen off. He turns on the light, picks them up, leaving one of the lenses on the floor, carries them back to his bedroom and places them on his chair. He then goes downstairs to where his sister, Arawa, has heard the shots and is praying for help. She is kneeling as David enters the room and shoots, but misses, as you cannot see without his glasses. He shoots again, and this time the bullet hits her in the forehead, killing her. He goes back upstairs to where he hears Laniat gurgling and shoots her again in the top of the head. David throws his bloody clothing into the washing machine and turns it on. David's father, Robin, is still asleep in the caravan out the back. David puts on a fresh set of clothes and goes out with his dog, Casey, to do his uh, morning paper run. Returning home, he goes into the lounge and turns the computer on. He types in the suicide message ostensibly from his father to, to him saying, sorry, you're the only one who deserved to stay. David hides from the curtain, behind the curtain with the rifle and waits for his father to come in to pray, a daily morning routine. Robin enters the room and kneels on the other side of the curtains. David shoots his father in the head, leaving the rifle beside the body. David dials not triple one, which is emergency number in New Zealand. So that that is the prosecution's theory, of the events of what happened. Right. This is an alternative theory since David Bain was acquitted. If it was accepted that David Bain did not kill his family that morning, then who did? There only, there's only one other possibility in that favoured at least during the earlier stages of investigation, that Robin Bain murdered his wife, Margaret, then his daughters, Leniette and Arawa, and then son, Stephen, before shooting himself. Message was left on the computer, allegedly for him, from him for David, saying, sorry, you're the only one who deserved to live. Theorists point to what they say are compelling facts to substantiate this scenario. They say Leniette returned home that weekend to confront her parents with her father's alleged incest with her over several years. Bain could have been looking at serious criminal charges if this had been true and had been reported to the authorities, had it been reported to authorities giving him a motive. Um, They say Robin's marriage to Margaret was essentially over with Robin living in a schoolhouse at Tayeri... Beach, apologise to the New Zealanders for that one. During the week and a shabby caravan outside the family home at weekends. Not all bloodstains on Robin's clothes were analyzed before the trial, and supporters say that is possibility the possibility that some could have come from other family members. If so, this would have severely damaged the prosecution's case and strengthened the evidence against Robin. The firearms discharge residue chest chest test, which indicates the presence of gunpowder on people who have recently fired a gun, was not carried out on Robin until five hours after the police arrived. This may have made the test inconclusive as residue can disappear within hours of a shooting. In addition, instead of the test being done at the scene, they were carried out at the mortuary after the bodies had been moved without the hands being protected. Robin had six recent injuries to his hands. There were 20 empty cartridge shells in Robin's caravan, indicating that Robin had access to and had used David's rifle on previous occasions. Note, some of these issues were addressed and discounted by police investigating the original original investigation. They were also rejected by the Court Court of Appeal. That's the so that's the prosecution theory and the case against why David was let off or acquitted, so to speak. Hmm. But um, yeah, like I said, there's a lot in this one. I'm trying to briefly touch on as much as I can, and not so this doesn't go for too long. Um, Anyone interested in learning more about it, if you don't know anything, by all means go to the podcast, the Black Hands podcast, and have a listen to that. Um, With regards to the the Black Hands, that is a reference... I think it was something to do with um not being in control of your body something else is controlling you right so the black hands you 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 basically possessed okay um because there is counts of david being in a state of is saying it's talk like he's having a an episode where he, He's not aware of anything that's yep. going on around him. Yep. Um, there was a time where he was with friends at a an opera or something like that and during two of the scenes he was um, what's the word? non-responsive basically. Right. And went to get up and walk away. And um, he knew nothing about what was going on. And his friends thought that was weird. Um, just trying to find the bit. There's been accounts of
0: uh, of crimes like that before where... I'm trying to think of the the guy's name in particular, but I can't remember, but... He was used as a pawn, basically, and he claimed he was hypnotized of sorts into committing the murder. What the fuck was his name?
2: Okay, I'm glad you said that because as soon as Dougie like went into this one, I immediately thought of the Amityville House. I don't know if you guys oh yeah, those movies, the Amityville horror, Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah,
2: based on a true story. Ronnie DeFeo, he was like. He was the, well, he was one of the children, but he murdered like six of his family members in the Mm. Amityville house back in like the seventies or something like that. And he had claimed that the house or something within the house had possessed him. At first he tried to buy it off as, you know, a couple of different things. Like I think one of them was like, it was a mob hit or something, but eventually he came to say that it, he thought that something in the house had possessed him to kill his family. Yep. That's the first thing that, like, I thought it was so weird that Dougie, like, whenever he started the storm, was saying that it was, you know, a a guy who killed his parents and siblings. I'm like, this sounds like Ronnie DeFeo when <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Okay. Um, yeah. Of with regards to the him not being in control, or him, yeah, not aware of what's going on. Oh, what a guy. So. David exhibiting behaviour that he claimed not to be in control of um, given the proximity of the time of this event to the time of the murders. It might be fair to think that David had already planned to use this new spacing out behaviour as part of his alibi, but um, it was thought that David was already beginning to believe that his body and his soul were not in step with one another. S- six weeks before the murders, um, David took a second-hand motorcycle for a test bin and crashed it, owing the shop's manager two grand for damages. Um, possibly could be another example of failing to be in full control of his body, but that could just be not knowing how to ride a motorcycle properly. Yep. But... Um, the claim that he's unaware of his surroundings at the it was a symphonia um, that he went to with his friends um, might be better explained by his belief that his body was increasingly coming to be occupied by an invading de- demonic spirit. Indeed, it's unclear how David might have imagined that his spacing out behaviour could support his alibi that any missing time might be explained by it. Um, but his trance states are a crucial element in explaining the behaviour and resulting disassociation goes some way to explaining his professed professed innocence. Um, in the weeks after the murders, David had the following conversation about the possible perpetrators, could who the possible perpetrators could be with the same friend, who we went to the symphonia with. If it was my father, I could never forgive him. And if it was me. And that's. And his friend said, David, you could never have done that. Of course, strange people to ask whether they have committed a crime. Um, typically most people are aware of it. Yeah. But with regard. Regards to that. uh, His mother Margaret had a long-term untreated mental illness which dominated family life. Um, One of the persistent delusions of her was the belief that Robin was possessed by the devil, who she referred to by the Hebrew name Belial or Belial. B-E-L-I-A-L. Apologise again for bad pronunciation. In her diaries, she frequently ranks family members by the amount of bell currently residing within them. Robert, Robin was judged to be the most filled, and she even referred to Robin directly as Bell in, in the diaries. Bye. So other partial admissions of David indicate, <clears throat> I think, that he knew his body was the body committing the crime. So, one, David admits that he was the only person who knew where the key to the gun's trigger lock was kept. If that was true, then his only his body could carry out the murders. Um, and if David was the only person... Then, Yeah, so then only Bell could be responsible using David as a mere vessel. This is Mm. theories. Um, David admitted that he had a premonition in the weeks before the killings. He later admitted to to a friend that the premonition was of the murders. Um, And David admitted to hearing Laniyet gurgling when he saw her body. That's a pleasant thing. I feel like I've heard Um, this before. this, This could only be the case, according to forensic scientists questioned during the trial, if David was present during the murders. It was a strange detail for Dave to provide, and it fits more easily with the picture, according to which David knows he was there in some sense, but was in another sense not the man behind the gun. So, yeah. He's possibly could be, yeah, could have been possessed, not aware that he did it, because some of the, some of the evidence, um. There, the cartridge, I can't remember if it was a bullet or the actual um. The casing? Magazine. Yeah. For the gun was on the ground next to Robin's body, but it was standing upright. So, like it was placed there. Right. Yeah, yeah. Dropped. So, um, <clears throat> it's just, yeah, like I said, a lot of the things point to David but he's been acquitted and there's just so many inconsistencies on both sides mm. and I, yeah like I said the there was enough evidence found to Contra, contra contrary Yeah, evidence.
2: Contradictory?
1: (laughs) Contradictory evidence to point towards Robin doing the murders. Um, But like I said, with the forensic statement, uh, sorry, not the forensic, the prosecution theory um, because of the fact that David had come home from his paper run and found then. Found the bodies, mm-hmm. but he'd washed his clothes. Yeah. Before finding the bodies and whatnot. There's just a lot of weird things that sort of counter what happened. Um, but like recently. When was that? So. In 2019, um, a couple of witnesses came forward and they said they told the police what they saw at the time, but their testimony was palmed off and never actually put written down anywhere. There was no evidence of their testimony because they saw what they believe was David coming home um, early that morning. Um, Yeah, so they saw a tall paper boy who looked like David Bain around 7am in a location near Every Street, which is near their house. Mm -hmm. If correct, the sighting puts Bain, who is outside the Bain house, Hayes?
2: Hayes? Okay. house.
1: When he claimed to be, <laughs> when he claimed to be inside the house, um, recalling from finding his family shot. Um, still, that twenty-five minutes of unknown what happened, he can't account for. But they said. I'm pretty sure they said they saw him walk into a lamppost. Like physically which could account, yeah, oh, right. Which could account for the damage on his face. Um, there's facial photos that you can see down one side. He's got a graze on his head, his cheek, and in blotching right. on his jaw. I can't see the other side of the face, but... That looks like someone who might have walked into a, a lamppost. Been there. Um, so these two witnesses are a couple and they're both heading off to work early in the morning. They're walking to the bus stop and they saw saw the tall paper boy, which they thought was, this guy's too old to be doing a paper run. Mm-hmm. And um, But yeah, said they watched him come down Highcliffe Street, bump into a lamppost and carry on. Um, but they there was no mention of um, the dog. So, right. They didn't... Because other people had seen him leave the house yeah. with the... They'd heard a dog bark and saw him leaving, walking the... Well, someone leaving, walking the dog. Um, So, yeah, like I said, like I said, I apologise. I'm really bad at doing this sort of stuff, all over the place. You got the, and this is just a, yeah, this is a real one, real weird one. You got the facts there, and I've got
0: my theories.
2: (sighs) I feel like, I really feel like I've heard about this one before. Like, there's something. About the sister's death gurgling, that like I feel like I've heard this one before on another podcast, you, maybe.
1: You probably have heard about it somewhere. This so this was back in '94, so you were rather young at the time. Um, I didn't exist, I wasn't even born. You may have '94, 90, '94, 94.
0: 94.
2: yeah.
1: You were three years old, weren't you? I wasn't born, Jess. Not 84, 94.
2: I know what you said. I was being facetious, and also I was seeing how long it would take Ryan to catch on, which apparently he still has not caught on. (laughs) Still sitting there.
0: Caught on to what? You were already born
1: by then.
2: It was a Joke, you hobo.
1: <laughs> Sometimes we can never tell with you, Jess.
2: <laughs> I, I apologize. I was... I'm not going to apologize for my poker face and my <laughs> deadpan sense of humor. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you do it too well. Yeah, we, we just.
2: Uh, I know. I should be famous by now. I'm fucking we're just sick so of it. <laughs>
1: um. I. Yeah. Anyway. I I believe Jess or Amber would have done this one much more justice, for sure. Thanks. On. Um. <laughs> <laughs> no. Come on, Ryan. You. To I, I, <laughs> I admit it. Um,
0: I feel like I've Just, I feel like I've heard of the name like Bane, like the Bane family before, but I've not heard the case. Like I've not heard the story. I've not heard the theories. I've not heard anything like that. Um, sorry, the facts rather. Um Yeah. I have a couple of theories based off of what you've just educated us on. One for each single um Oh sorry, I'm just stretching out my legs. For each um facts that you brought forward. I wanna say outright I don't believe I don't think it could have been a murder suicide. Uh, the 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 very first, pros- first first prosecution you read out sounded too detailed and too accurate for it to then contradict and it to be a murder suicide and the fact that there was twenty to twenty five minutes unaccounted for that's weird. That is that yeah. is a long ass time to not know what you're doing, unless he was having but another episode, the, you know, and yeah, yeah, and wasn't in control. And people, yeah, that
1: that happens to people.
0: Yeah, it does. It, it it can, and it's and it's very unfortunate when it does. But also in a situation like this, oh how so convenient. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, is that the fact as well that he washed his clothes as well. Yeah. Uh, that... Yeah. Enough said on that. I think everyone's thinking the same thing on that one. But going on the fact that he said he had a premonition and had vivid details of it and... Stuff like that, Jess. You and I have touched on this subject a couple of times a couple of years ago now, haven't we? On promotion, kind of things or dream related, states yeah. and whatever, yeah. yeah. And and it's, I know with me, and I think I've, I've I would have mentioned this before to you anyway, it's not until I'm halfway through said scenario, like. In reality, that's when the penny drops and I'm like, whoa, I've dreamt of this before months ago or a year ago or fuck it, just last week. You know, X amount of time span. But by then, obviously, the situation has already happened and, and concluded. Could I believe that as a potential theory? Yeah, I could, because I've been through it. I've dreamt of something and then... Weeks, months, years down the line, it, it's happened. But nothing as extreme as to murder in my whole family. Yeah. <laughs> that one... That's my trip upon that one. Dreaming of a premonition yeah. and then it happening, fair enough. Like, my latest one was a situation at work. Yeah, ex- exciting, I know. Um, <laughs> and then... I think one of my most extreme ones was um, vivid details about boarding on an airplane and going on holiday, and bam, that exactly play by play happened. But that was about a year before. But I think something extreme is, yeah, shooting your entire family multiple times and hearing discussing details of was it his mum gurgling or his sister? Sister? Oh, his sister. sister. Uh, vivid yeah. details like that.
2: That's more of like, and I, I hate to be an. Armchair psychologist, but that's that's more of I feel like that would be more of like a mental yeah something not yeah clairvoyance necessarily Mm -hmm. like that.
0: I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm defending the fact that he could have had a premonition, but I'm not accepting the fact that that is what happened. I'm just saying. Yeah, I understand where he's coming from, but. I feel like he would have had full control over that entire situation.
2: For fuck's sake, okay? Like, I have been aware of whatever sense of clairvoyance that I have since I was a teenager, if not earlier. Mm -hmm. To the point where I have in my nightstand, even now, a book, a little small notebook... It literally says dream book on the outside. Like that is what it was printed. It says dream book. And I have in that notebook from the time I was 13 or 14 until now where I have woken up in the middle of the night and written down my dreams. Because I've always been aware. Because I wanted it for for due diligence sake. Because I knew early on that things were happening to me in real life that I had dreamt of before and i wanted to document it so that if anyone ever asked i could be like look i'm not crazy i wrote this in my dream book and then it happened on this date later on Mm -hmm. so i have kept this book for over half of my life and never have i once murdered someone because (laughs) of these premonitions yeah I've I've never acted on any of these dreams that I've ever had besides just, like, telling people, like, hey, like, this happened to me, and look, this is in my dream book. Like, I dreamt that this would happen at some mm-hmm. point. Yep. I didn't fucking kill anybody.
1: No. <laughs> yet. Yeah, I remember on a few occasions where I'd get a message from Jess saying, Daggy, are you all right?
2: Oh, God, that happens to me so much. <laughs>
1: and it would be a day I'd be I'd probably be home sick from work or something like that oh wow.
2: oh yeah <laughs> that
1: happens always, so often I
2: always I always have this feel I don't know what that is I always have this feeling when Dougie has laid out of work for the day I don't know what that's about
0: that's bizarre
2: like I always just mm. I just I just have this this feeling in my gut like I'm like hey you're out of work today aren't you <laughs> He's like, yeah, I didn't feel, I didn't feel well, so I didn't go in. I don't know what that's. I didn't know that we were all that connected.
1: but <laughs> no, that, apparently we never, are, even though we've never actually physically. Met. Yeah, that it's it's rather uh, worrying.
0: <laughs> but it was quite nice.
2: That now that he's he's mentioned, yes, that has that has happened quite a few times. I I don't know what that is. I can't explain it. It's just, I don't know. Yeah. When he's when he's not where he's supposed to be, when I feel you know, when he's supposed to be wherever he is or where he's supposed to Jeff be, I, I, know,
1: <laughs> I know. I know. Can't hold <laughs> the only other side of the world. And I, still can't hide. <laughs>
2: I really I need to study how to hone that skill because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never intentional. I want it to be intentional. It's always, yeah, like, coincidental.
1: My, I mentioned it to you the other day, Jess. My sister Linda is a very spiritual person. Um, like, she she's done astral travel and stuff like that out of body. You need to uh, set me she, up with her because I was tar-
2: literally Googling how to astral project the other day.
1: She's done uh, – she's Done tarot cards and stuff like that and I, I sat in watching her do a maid of mine a tarot card reading and her interpretation of the cards was eerily accurate to him and she'd never met him before. For example as <laughs> so Christianity.
2: I don't think yeah. you can really be like, oh, that's not real. Because it's like, okay, there- this is kind of like just as ridiculous as yours. So, like, who are you to say? So, I'm not going to go off on an astrology hoe rant. That's just... I I do need practice yeah. with tarot cards, though, because yeah. Yeah. I bought a deck like a month ago, and then Amber came over here to record one night, and we were just kind of like playing around with them, like not really knowing what we yeah. were All doing. All we can
0: say is, and like, the okay, road. so everyone's got their right own, I had the outlook, instructions got or whatever. I'm like,
2: okay, ask a question
0: and to the cards, like, are you know, shuffle the deck, did
2: whatever. Want to believe. And she's like,
0: at the end of the day, okay,
1: yeah.
2: when will I be rich? And I pulled this card that was like, <laughs> it was significant to. Um, like spousal death or like something along those it was it was something I don't remember exactly what it was but it was something that translated roughly to when Alan dies basically <laughs> that was the gist of it so I'm it was something like old age loneliness or something like stuff like that and she like she Took it to be like, oh, so when Alan dies. And I'm like, I I think that's what it's saying. Like, I don't know because this is my first time. But... I'm like, yeah, that's what it's looking like. So you'll be rich whenever Alan dies and you get that insurance money. Yeah, secure that bag, girl. It was just not a great... It was not a great tarot day for her. I think, like... (laughs) After that, she I don't remember what she asked after that, but, like, everything that I pulled for her was, it just, it was basically old age <laughs> and solitude and, like, loneliness <laughs> and not having anybody and being desolate and just very depressing, so.
0: It does not um, sound it.
2: I'm gonna need to get with your sister though, Dougie, because I need to know how to astral project. Because I was literally just googling that yesterday. Because I'm trying to travel for free.
1: Oh shit!
2: Has your sister like she you? She, so she's astral Jesus. projected. And you do you believe her? <laughs> Where has she been? You've astral projected?
0: For love of God, don't come here.
2: Where did you go?
1: Yeah. But
2: like the purpose of astral projection is to like oh, yeah. go somewhere.
1: Of of experience. I kind of remember
2: that too, but like isn't the point of it to Couple like of times. go somewhere? Like it's Not it's an out-of-body experience, but like <laughs> People, uh, okay, so unintentionally, sure, but like when people do it intentionally, they're trying to go somewhere, not just like look at their butt. Oh,
1: I I remember you telling me. I remember you you telling me, Dougie. Look,
2: you need to try it tonight.
1: Oh, yes, it was an adipolic experience in this. yeah
2: oh I'm telling well let
1: me put into let me put it into context for our viewers listeners I back when I was a teenager I was over at a friend's place and we were smoking marijuana I don't know I don't know what was in it don't worry, Mum knows all about it. She had to come pick me up. <laughs> um, I don't know what was in it, but it just wiped me. I my movements are really slow, and I was had to get home for dinner, and there was no way I was going to drive. And um, so, mate, this is before we had mobile phones. So, mate. Called mum up. She came and picked me up. She was pissed. She lectured me the whole way home. (laughs) I was just saying, Yes, mum. No, mum. I won't do it again, mum. Got home. I went straight to bedroom, laid down in my bed. And
2: I'm so mad. Fell
1: asleep. Then at some stage, I remember waking up. Like I walked, gone into my room, closed the door, went to bed. I remember. Waking up, going to the bedroom door, opening it, turning around, looking at my body laying on my bed. Whoa! And then I woke up for real, and I was just i because that freaked me out because I was yeah high as a kite, and yeah I woke up I looked at the door and the door was ajar. And no one had come into my room. That's fucked up. So, yeah. Uh, just, I'm, like going, I'm not going back to sleep. I'm not going back to sleep. I'm not going back to sleep. <laughs> I went back to sleep. <laughs> I passed out again. <laughs> so and another time was actually here at my house. Um, I was asleep in bed and I actually had... The, the feeling that I was starting to float off my bed and just rising up, and um, the roof was actually getting closer and closer. And I just freaked out and then actually woke up with a jolt. So that jolt is your. Yeah, you hear him. Your body. Your, at, I can't remember what they actually call it. Your yeah, astral body joining back with your physical body. Um,
2: I'm so mad because what you're describing, people basically from everything I've read, like that's something that they have to practice when it comes to astral projecting. Like you um, have to practice like seeing your astral body arising from your physical body because that that like helps. expedite the process like if you if you can envision that like that kind of like assists in the whole projection and you're over here like just getting fucking high and doing it (laughs) unintentionally (laughs) like
1: um well flying is another step being able to control it and fly is a complete another level and my sister linda Mm -hmm. said she has done that
2: where has she been? Like, out of the country?
1: No, no. Not going that far. But um, I just remember her telling me about it. She she managed to fly for a little while.
2: I'm going I'm to add her on Facebook because we need to talk. She's not on Facebook. I'm going to add her on Kick because we need to talk.
1: She's on no social media.
2: Why? We me in we the astro
1: world, Jess. Yeah. No, she's... Completely against social media. Don't blame her.
2: I don't think I want to talk to her now.
0: <laughs> hey, I do. She says she can fly. I want to meet her. That's one of my, that's my one fucking superpower I'd have. Damn.
2: Being like um, against social media, big red flag.
1: Um, Her and I, look, I'm close with both, all my family, but Linda and I are closer by the fact that We're the same age for a week.
0: Yeah.
2: I'm going to astral project to her and then (laughs) haunt her into joining Facebook.
1: That'll never happen.
2: You don't know that if she's haunted.
0: Man, it really is.
1: She'll just tell you to fuck off. (laughs) She deals with that.
2: She can't it It's not gonna work because I'm I mean, by all accounts, sure I am a demon, but yeah. actually no, I'm not physically
0: yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah
2: personality wise, <laughs> yes, physically, oh, no. so okay. she can't do you know, expulsion spells on me because I'm literally just a human. Mm. So see you soon, Linda.
0: Oh, it really is. Witching hour over here is just haunting
1: her won't make any difference. Listen, I've
2: <laughs> I've been watching Chilling Adventures of Sabrina for the last three days so basically I'm a witch by oh, proxy Oh, for fuck's
1: now.
0: sake.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's all just a bunch of hocus pocus.
2: I know what I'm doing. I literally, I have a sign on my mantle that says that right now. <laughs> <gasps> um so, yes. Dougie, are are you gonna tune into my cooking show after this?
1: Your cooking show?
2: Um yeah, we're gonna make one pan pork carnitas tacos.
1: What's it streaming? That's my on?
2: third podcast. <laughs> it's gonna be streaming on Facebook Messenger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to an audience a max of seven if they all join. <laughs>
1: More, more than likely, it'll just be me. because <laughs> I'm probably
0: going to be going quite often. It ends up I'm probably where... going to be going. <laughs>
2: I'm holding Ryan hostage. Ryan has Ryan's going. Ryan's going. It's to
0: just be there. ticked over to. Ryan's going
2: to be there. <laughs> Ryan is going to be there. Yes. Um, Ryan. So,
1: yes. Anyway. Anyway, yes. We'll finish up the Bain family one. If anybody wants to go and check that, we've gone off on a wild tangent. We have gone off on a tangent there. Yeah. <laughs> but like I said, there's a lot in there that I didn't touch on. and Like I said, I'm just not that good at presenting on that side of things where I believe this one would have been better for Jess or Amber to present. They could have done so much better with it just because of
2: blah, blah, blah. Suck my ass more fucker.
1: Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) if this were a season one episode, it would be
2: called like, it would be called like murder astral projection and one pan pork
0: card. Probably. Yeah. Or blah, blah, blah. Suck my ass. Like
1: there would (laughs) be one quote picked out. Yeah. Uh Um, yes um like i said if you want to check it out go go check out the black hands podcast and and thank you to ryan's friend for suggesting this one that was that was yeah really interesting one to look into
0: okay i don't think dougie can hear us right now but um but yes uh, i will let her know that you've done this one dougie um we're gonna wrap this up and get on the cooking show. Next week for the finale, guys. <laughs> Bye.